believe it or not, I just said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my all. And so I thought at the time, you know, to be a part of the rebirth of Detroit would be really super duper cool. And to get down here and, you know, be in a city that's going to start thriving and being prosperous again was really appealing to me. From EXP DET, a lifestyle magazine and podcast bringing you the best of what Detroit has to offer, I'm your host, Lou Goldhaber, and on today's episode, we're sitting on the third floor lounge at the Albert, a Class A apartment complex in the heart of Capitol Park in downtown Detroit, and today we're talking with Kelly Schaefer, owner and founder of Seven Grains, one of my favorite lunch spots in the entire city of Detroit. So Kelly, welcome. Thank you. So excited. Thank you for taking time out of your day to do this. The first thing I do on every podcast is thank people for coming on because I know it takes time out of your day and I'm a huge fan of Seven Green, so thank you for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it having me. Of course. So let's start off. I just want to tell the audience, like, what's Seven Green's all about? How did it start? Tell us the history. Uh, the history. Honestly, I, my mom had passed away. I just had my third child and I was sitting home and I said to myself, you know, I've got to do something other than just be a mom. I know that sounds awful to some people. Um, and I had worked in the corporate world, always event planning, went to um, the French Culinary Institute. So, you know, food and hospitality was in my blood. And I just woke up one day and I said, I got to do something. And one of my best friends is general counsel at CompuWare, and she said, I think you should like come to Detroit and open a salad shop. And I'm a vegetarian, and so salads are just sort of what I always have eaten my entire life. And I said, you're crazy. She said, no, I think you really need to come down and do this. So I you know, started putting pro formas together and business plans and all of that. And that sort of just, you know, I jumped off a cliff, I tell people with no parachute and just said, you know, screw it. I'm going to go to Detroit and open a salad shop. So you built this entire concept from scratch. Yes. I love that. I mean, yeah. so have you always been an entrepreneur at heart or was this yeah, just like I mean, a like moment in, in time? No, in high school, I, you know, I had my own landscaping company. And then when I lived in Chicago, um, I used to make, I had owned a company called Posey Purse. I adorned purses with all this fun stuff. And then my sister and I also opened in Chicago a place called Kaputka Pot. It was a paint-it-yourself pottery store way back when, you know, 25 whatever years ago. I don't know if you ever saw the episode of Friends where they go to that pottery store and they all paint pottery together. And so we were watching that one day and we're like, we should open one of those in Chicago. And I had just moved there graduating from Michigan State. My sister was already there working. And so we opened this place called Kaputka Pot in Hot of Lincoln Park and we had a great time. So you've always been somewhat like opportunistic. You see yeah, it, you absolutely. see something and you go for it. Yeah. I mean, I've done corporate USA, which isn't totally my bag. Um, so now I drink my own Kool-Aid, right? I love that. So, <laughs> so tell me, is it good Kool-Aid? I think so. Yeah. All right. It's what green. flavor? It's green. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Green's good. Green's yeah. good. So tell us the story behind the name, like seven. I mean, I have my theories of what I think right, it might mean, yeah. but I'm curious what seven greens means. Seven greens. Um, we, I, again, I was walking my dogs in the chip trail in Birmingham one day, talking again to my girlfriend, Kylie, at CompuWare. And I said, we got to come up with a name. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And, you know, everybody was sort of putting their two cents in, friends and family. And I just said, you know, we've got seven greens, so why shouldn't we call it seven greens? There's seven greens on the menu that we serve. So we just came up with seven greens. Is that like the full limit of greens in the universe or are there others? No, absolutely not. No, there's, there's a lot of different greens. I mean, there's gem lettuce, you know, there's lots of stuff that we don't serve. Um, but so yeah, seven greens worked. So it could have been like 52 greens. 52 shades of green. 52 shades yeah, of green. Yeah, absolutely. That would have actually been a totally different product offering. It would have, yes. But, but really interesting nonetheless. If, if you know me, you would, you would get it. <laughs> 
So I want to talk about your background because you mentioned it before and it's really interesting. So here you have this like French culinary background. You're studying in New York City and like, I guess, you know, as a chef or interested in food, you end up doing this kind of like make it your own salad place. Like, is that exciting for you? Do you like bring out your culinary experience in your recipes? Like talk to me about that kind of juxtaposition. No, yeah, I love it. I, you know, I did study French. I worked at some high-end fresh restaurants. Um, I worked like on Nantucket at the Galley, which is a really high-end French restaurant on the North End. And I don't know, I just always came back to salads. It's what I always make at home. It's We go out to dinner, my husband's like, she'll have a salad and French fries. Um, so it's just sort of my thing. So I take pride in like the different ingredients that we do and that we bring to the menu. And then as well as our dressings, which we call sauces, those are sort of a love affair of mine. That's sort of the heart of Seven Greens. So let's, let's talk about that because that's actually yeah. like perfect segue to my next question. So there's like this big debate on like what the difference between a dressing and a sauce because dressings, I think everybody just thinks are the normal things you buy at the supermarket, you throw it on your salad. It's like not that big of a deal, but your creations, which I really call them creations because your sauces are like incredibly unique. I mean, I'm just looking at some of them on the menu. You know, miso with pomegranate. I can't pronounce some of these ingredients. Like. How did you come up with these? Are you like in like a testing lab where you're like coming up with all these different sauces? So I just spend a lot of time at home just mixing and matching different stuff. I read a lot, cookbooks. I see what's trending, what's not trending. And then I just sort of take flavors and mix them. Sometimes it's an epic failure. I'm like, oh, shit, that was really bad. But then other times I'm like, wow, that really worked, you know? So um, so to give me one of like your like the worst concoctions. Well, I was... Um, I've, I'm having trouble with like coconut right now, trying to like come up with like a good coconut curry one. And I did one like a couple of weeks ago and everybody was like, oh, like vile. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was yeah. pretty much disgusting. Who do you test on? I test on friends and family and then some of my employees. Sometimes even if I'm in my Birmingham location, which I tend to use a lot as my test kitchen because um, it's close to my home. So I can go there like at eight o'clock at night after we've closed and just jam out in the kitchen and, you know, do whatever I want to do. Um, so sometimes if there's a customer that comes in, I'm like, here, taste this. And, you know, they're like, what am I tasting? And, you know, so they get a Don't chance. ask questions. Right, just taste. <laughs> Good or bad? Tell me what you think. So, um, so that's fun. But uh, the sauces, I call them sauces. I don't know. I can't stand the word dressings. It's so, like, pedestrian to me. And then sauces are, like, we you can marinate chicken with them, fish, beef. Like, there's lots of different fun stuff you can do with sauces. Do so you think you'll ever, like bottle them do you think you'll ever we do um right now at each of the restaurants you can buy any of the bottles oh um i didn't know that actually yep so you can come in you can pre-order it you know because some of them have fresh ingredients in them so they have a week shelf life others have been tested and have like 36 to 46 days shelf life so you can we can bottle them you can buy them you can get sauced on seven green sauce yeah it's fun um and then uh in terms of the sauces we thought about marketing them you know but that's a whole nother business um, in terms of like getting it into, you know, say Papa Joe's or wherever, some of these, you know, fancy. Yeah, that's like a totally different side hustle. It is. It's a yeah. totally another business. And right now I'm just sort of dedicated to the brick and mortars. So my favorite, because I get the literally the exact same thing every time I go there. I get the beet Greek, which is like the dressing or excuse me, the sauce. Like, can you at least tell me the history of how that one happened? Because that's like personal to me because I eat it all the time. Yeah. So, you know, you, you go to a Coney Island um, and you get the traditional, you know, Greek dressing, right? And so I wanted to make it a little different. I 
love beets, love, love, love beets. So I thought putting like real beet juice because there's on any Greek salad, there's beets, right? So I was like, why don't I take some of the beet juice and put it in the dressing and pink is my signature color. So the dressing is pink, so it's fun. It was my mom's favorite color. So I was like, we're going to make this dressing pink. And so it just sort of worked. So it does work. And, I, and I'll be honest, I hate beets. But whatever works within that dressing is amazing. Excuse me, that sauce. I guess you have to train myself to say sauce and not dressing. Yeah, so. no, that's okay. Yep. Very um, cool. So, but the beet Greek, just as a sidebar, if you mix it with the creamy ginger, is really good. What, what would that be called? I don't know. Concoction. Yes, Kelly's fave, I guess. All right. Maybe I'll, if I ask for that next time, will they look at me like I'm crazy or were they? Most of my employees do know. Some of the newbies may not know. All right. But yeah, and then I even add a little hint of sriracha. So maybe we call it like the EXP special. Yeah, we like can. Like special sauce only to be known by people who listen to this podcast. Exactly. All right. Off the menu. So I wanted to talk about just kind of what, you know, I've been reading about, you know, what they've been referring to as the sad salad stereotypes, which there's tons of articles about how, you know, people are on these diets, they're eating salads to, and they're being unfulfilled. I think it's a bunch of BS because when I eat my salad, I'm very fulfilled and I think it's very creative. What is your take on this whole salad stereotype phenomena? Well, for me, I mean, I've been eating salads my entire life. So I think people are crazy to be like, it's just a salad. I don't know if you guys ever saw the Seinfeld episode where he goes to like a steakhouse with his date and he says, I'm going to have just a salad. And of course, the date's like looking at him like he's crazy and the waiter's like, are you kidding me right now? So, you know, that's sort of funny to me. I don't consider salad just a salad. It's more than a salad to me. And I think I should come up with a book, say that real men eat salad. Almost as good as the mm -hmm. Seinfeld episode when they order the big yeah. salad. Mm -hmm. That's also good. So it's so important that Seinfeld actually has two episodes related to salad. Yeah. So, you know, people think of salad as like rabbit food, right? It's a girly food. It's diety food. It's all of that. But at Seven Greens, a salad is more than just a salad. I mean, once you get protein on there, crunch, nuts, you know, cheese, you know, roasted Brussels sprouts, roasted sweet potato, all these fun different ingredients that we have, it be takes a life of its own and it's a complete full meal. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I agree. So, oh, we have a special visitor. We have a, Hi, we have a puppy nugget. that just entered the studio. Hi, puppy. Puppy like, puppy like salad too. So it's all good. It's okay. If all I good. didn't do what I did, I would own a no kill shelters. All good. Puppies um, are my favorite. So it's really funny you mentioned that you know it's not just a salad. So I'm from Pittsburgh, so I'm going to test your salad knowledge. Okay. So do you know what everybody in Pittsburgh does to their salads? In Pittsburgh? Yeah. I love how you said that. In Pittsburgh. I'm like in Pittsburgh. Um, no, I don't. Okay. Oh, French fries, yeah. right? French fries. See, yeah. you are truly a salad expert. French fries. I knew there was something that so they did. So every salad okay. that I've ever ordered my entire life growing up in Pittsburgh, you throw a heap of really hot, crispy French fries right on top, which somewhat kills the healthy aspect, but is really delicious. I would actually love that because, like I said earlier, wherever I go, I eat salad and French so fries. So if you have a salad with French fries on top, you are legit in Pittsburgh. Just to let, put you on the map, just to let you know that. Okay, well, for us, we don't have any fryers, so we can't really do but French fries. But just let you know, just so you can get street cred if you ever end up in Pittsburgh. But that would be a fun special one month. We could do like baked, like baked, you know, potato wedges and put it on the salad. There you go. And do the Pittsburgh special. Pittsburgh special. Yeah. Huge. Right. I'm claiming it here. Just, just putting it on. Putting it on. Okay. So I want to switch to the topic of superfoods. Okay. So I know superfoods have been like a huge craze over the last however many years, you know, all the different berries and nuts and whatever it might be. How has it impacted your menu? Have you been following those trends and been like, we got to put that on the menu or you just kind of do your own thing? I sort of go rogue and do my own thing. You know, superfoods, 
I, I feel like it's like this big word out there that everybody's like, oh, superfoods, you know. But there's like broccoli's a superfood. Tomatoes a superfood. Spinach is a superfood. Yes, I've got like hemp and maca and some of the, you know, buzz superfoods that are out there these days. But, you know, we, we, we serve a lot of raw ingredients, which are considered superfoods. Um, so we just sort of do our own thing at Seven Greens. That, but it's all healthy. It's all delicious. You don't have to sacrifice taste for anything. So it works for us. It does. It does work. And I, and I do think everything on your menu, and for those of you who haven't seen it, you definitely got to go check out Seven Greens at the, uh, the Z-Lot. Your menu is so unique. I mean, everything, you have these kind of curated, like, pre-salads that you've already made, but then people can create whatever the heck they want, which is typically what I do. Yeah. I just, people can go freestyle and just sort of, you know, do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. I'm, yeah. like, just totally spontaneous in the moment. If I'm like, that would be interesting, I just throw it in there. Yeah. Which I think is tons of fun. No, so. it is fun. So I wanted to talk about, go back to, like, what made you decide to, you know, pop into Detroit? So when you opened your store, you know, in, in the Z-Lot, it, you know, it was 2014. The city was in a very different place. And now, you know, new lunch places and new places are popping up every single day. You know, you were somewhat of a pioneer um, and still are to this day. Like, what made you take the leap? Because your friend, I know your friend obviously said you should do this, but something had to tell you that doing it was worthwhile. You're going to think I'm crazy, which my husband will tell you I am crazy. Um, but I went to a psychic medium right after my mom had died and right before I thought that I was me, I swear, and I'm not even that person. I hope I don't offend anybody who's into psychic mediums, but I'm into it now. Anyhow, so I went to this woman and she read, you know, and my mom came through a couple of, you know, my, you know, some people that had passed in my life. They're very, very important, influential people. And they basically said, do this. Like you have to go out and do this. And so Believe it or not, I just said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my all. And so I thought at the time, you know, to be a part of the rebirth of Detroit would be really super duper cool. And to get down here and, you know, be in a city that's going to start thriving and being prosperous again was really appealing to me. Because, you know, I could have opened it back up in my hometown or something like that, which would have been a lot easier. But I unfortunately never take the easy route. So I just decided to come down here. So where are you from originally? Where'd you grow? What neighborhood did you grow up in? Birmingham, Bloomfield, okay. north of the city. And yeah. Did you spend time in the city as a kid? Um, my mom would take us down here, but you know, I, I'm dating myself. But you know, 40 years ago, you know, the city wasn't the same. We used to go to the Renaissance Center. That was like the big ooh ah when we come down here. Um, we come down for a show or two, but then after you know college, I mo- I moved to New York and Chicago. So I've lived in big cities. So I enjoy city life a lot. That's so cool. And you're in the Z-Lot, and for those of you who don't know the Z-Lot, the, the curated retail that there is, is really special. Um, we had Casey Musk, who obviously you know, yep. who's the founder of Citizen Yoga, who gave you a huge shout-out during her podcast because she's like, I like to give, A, shout-out to women entrepreneurs, and B, she makes a kick-ass salad. I mean, that was kind of how she said it in like a funny way. So how has it been for you to be surrounded by all these very unique, you know, other entrepreneurs who are doing very different stuff than you, but kind of all part of this cool curated retail? It's fun. I mean, you know... I have a lot of friends down here now that I probably would never have had, relationships I would never have built. Um, I call people all the time for advice, lean on them, what are you doing that's successful, you know, how's your business, you know, all of that. So it's been interesting. I mean, it's been a huge learning curve for myself. I mean, I'm not a businesswoman. I didn't go to business school. I just, I know food and I know people. And so mixing that all together has been fun. I mean, it's been challenging at times. I mean, the first year and a half, two years, I managed seven greens myself. And I think I cried myself home every night. Like, you know, I drive 40 minutes home on the lodge and I literally would cry every night. 
going home and I'd wipe my tears like, all right, my, my husband, the kids can't see me, you know, because they're going to be like, what the heck, mom? Why are you doing this then? You know, so it was tough. But so is it a labor of love? I mean, is it just absolutely. like, it's really, because like I always say, like in Detroit, like nothing comes easy. Like you have to earn and work for everything you get and the reward on the other end can be very special, but it's not, as you said earlier, the easy button by any stretch. Yeah, so is that how you feel every day? Yeah, I do. I mean, Detroit, Detroit is, you know, it's grown tremendously in the last five years, but we could still grow more. I want more business. I want to do more, be more. I still think there's a part of the city that doesn't even know we're here that we could tap into. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a labor of love, definitely. You have to, you have to want to be in this industry <laughs> and so, love it. So that, so that kind of goes to, you mentioned growth. You made a big decision recently. You opened up another store in a different market. So you made it the move to the Midwest and to Chicago. Yeah. So how's that been? What was that all about? You know, we wanted to grow. Um, we had opened one in Birmingham a couple years ago. And, um, you know, I looked around and there's so many suburbs that I could grow in, but you might, you might just do average. This model is built for big city. It's for high traffic density. It's a lunch business and it's just a numbers game, right? So being a lover of Chicago, having lived there myself, you know, in my 20s, into my 30s, I thought, what's, where's the next logical city that we could go? It's close to Detroit. I can get in and out of, um, and that there's a ton of density and that people would appreciate what we're doing. And so it was Chicago. And then my manager at the time in Birmingham, who's been with me three or four years, was willing to move there. So that was amazing too, that I had this person who was part of the brand for three or four years, understands the business, understands the brand, was willing to pick up her life and move there. So that's, we just decided to give it a go. So where's the new location? We're in the loop at 218 West Washington, which is like Wacker and Washington, heart of the loop, um, ground floor, high traffic zone. So we took a smaller footprint because we just wanted to get in there and get our feet wet and didn't want to go, you know, go big or go home. We just decided to say, let's, you know, we're small, small fish in a big pond. Nobody knows who the heck Seven Greens is, right? And it's interesting when I'm in Chicago, I'm there every week, and we're on this, like, people are coming and going from the train, right? Everybody's got their headsets in, their faces are buried in their phone. So we're trying to figure out how do we jump into their lunch routine? How do we get them out of the three or four places that they're going every day and that they make Seven Greens part of that routine? I think you need to scream Detroit from the rooftops, get right in their face. So they'll be like, right? what, Detroit? It is, it is funny. Some people come in, they're like, you're Detroit, Brent? Oh, that's so cool, you know? So it's been interesting. We've been open only two and a half months. And how's it been going? I mean, because it's, it's Chicago's, uh, like you mentioned, a lot of competition. It is. It's a lot of, co- it's good. It's going to take a year. It's going to take a year. I'm such a realist too. So, um, you know, I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of myself. But, you know, w- we need a minute, right? We got to get this thing going. So what's different about the store? I mean, the rumor is there that you have a little bit of breakfast you might offer there that you don't offer here. Like what's, what's different about the two stores? Yeah, probably just the breakfast items, the salads, the bowls, the smoothies, the acai bowls, the sweet treats, you know, the pressed juice, all of that's the same. But we thought because we're on like this huge path in the morning of people coming and going from the train that we should offer some breakfast sandwiches. So I heard a rumor back to the kind of the Detroit for store for a second that you don't even have a freezer like in your store because most people like claim like yeah we use fresh ingredients and you're like okay maybe not maybe so but you really like walk the walk I mean you everything in your store like is coming basically right out of the refrigerator into people's mouths yeah no legit we do not um we get our produce delivered every single day uh we cut every tomato every cucumber every green onion every red onion every single morning incredibly labor intensive yeah it is it is it is it is yeah, but I mean that's and some what you of get for being fresh 
Yeah, and some of the stuff you could buy, you know, you could pre-buy cut tomatoes, onions, all of that, but we choose not to because we want to bring everybody the freshest, greatest ingredients that they can have. So I know I'm a big fan of it, but I can imagine when people come into town, it's like somewhat of a destination. So have you had any really cool people come through the store and order a salad? Yeah, we had Maria Shriver. She was in with her family. Um, she was filming something here a couple years ago. And then Usher happened to be next door at No Joe Kicks. And so he sauntered over. So that was fun. So what does Usher order on his salad is kind of what I'm curious. Usher, I, I, if I can recall correctly, I feel like it was like a kale, arugula-based salad. Um, he seems like a healthy guy. Right? Yeah, like... no cheese. I don't think he got protein. But he was cool. He was a nice guy. I got my cool. picture taken with him. How, how was that? It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I like him. I'm a big fan of Usher. Yeah, he's cool. I think he's a big fan of Detroit. Yeah, he is. I mean, he spends a lot of time here. Yep. At least with Detroit Bruce. He spends a lot of time with Detroit Bruce. Yeah. So, my man. Shout out to Detroit Bruce. Um, so, kind of last question, you know, for you is, what's next for Seven Greens? I mean, you've, you've kind of done the Detroit thing. You're in Birmingham. You now kind of ventured into another major market. Like, where do you see this thing going? Well, if we can get the this first Chicago location, you know, up, you know, it is up and running. But, you know get it to where we need it to be. We would open a couple more probably in Chicago. And then being a Midwest girl, you know, I'd love to open some more in the Midwest. I mean, you know, Minneapolis is a great city, Indianapolis. You've got Columbus, which is an incubator town for brands. So there's a lot of fun places to grow within the Midwest. So this is my favorite part. This is the lightning round. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions kind of real fast and just give me whatever's at the top of your mind. Cool. Most interesting ingredient ever put on a salad? Ew. I'm not the most interesting woman in the world. I don't, uh, I've done granola. All right. Granola's interesting. I'll, yeah. I'll take that. I mean, you we'll know, get I better could, here as we I go. I could lie and say like, you know, I don't know, cat, but no. I mean, we prefer, I don't. We prefer honesty. So yeah, granola's totally cool. All right. Favorite cocktail to go with a salad? Oh, I'm a champagne girl. Okay. So or if you're cava, gonna... you know, rosé, but yeah. All right. So if you're ordering any of those drinks, where's your go-to spot in Detroit? I love Tokoi. They have Koi. a good glass of cava. Okay. Yeah. So I know you're like me. You're super high energy. Favorite spot to get a cup of coffee? I actually do not drink coffee. <gasps> I drink no Stop caffeine. Stop the podcast. I drink no caffeine. Not This is all natural? This is all natural high. Holy cow. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what that means for me, but that's <laughs> impressive for you. So that's all right. That was an acceptable answer. What about tea? Do not do tea either. Any hot beverage of any, of any sort? If I'm at the hockey rink with... My son who plays hockey, I might do a hot chocolate. Don't oh, need cider. Okay. No. Next question. <laughs> Favorite dinner spot? Favorite dinner spot? Um, we want to let our audience know, like, where do you go? What's the it's spot? probably Tokoy. I mean. That's the spot? Yeah, probably. All right. All right. Yeah. How about your favorite type of lettuce? Arugula. I like the spicy. So I already know the answer to this question, but do you make salads at home? Absolutely. All the time. And are you the one making it? Yeah. Well, my husband doesn't really cook. Okay. So he, he can make a mean tuna helper, but... Other than that, yeah. I am the salad Is he, is he saladed out? I th yeah. No, I mean, it depends. I mean, he likes a traditional wedge, right? But when I start getting funky, he's, he's like, I'm out. All right. How about favorite place to get, like, a plated salad other than your own spot? Oh, God, these are tough. I know, right? It's hard to find. Like, where do you find a good wedge favorite? nowadays? Like, fa well, a good wedge, like, you can always go to a steakhouse, you know? Just covered in blue cheese. And, yeah, yeah, I love blue cheese and... Um, I don't eat bacon, but, you know, tomatoes, and I always ask if they can add beets to it, um, and generally they do. All right. All right. I'll let you slide. Most memorable moment in Detroit as an entrepreneur? I don't really have a most memorable moment. I mean, it's all been memorable, What about the first date? Like, I mean, that must have been, like, you know, when you first opened the doors, I know you were probably panicked and freaking out because everybody does when they open a business for the first day, but was that, like, just a sense of accomplishment? You were like, man, I did this? No, that was sort of like 
WTF, right? I mean, panic moment. It, it was, and then you know, I think I was there opening day to be you honest. Might, you probably and I were. remember like it was like out the door. It was Bedrock helped promote it a lot, so um, it was a little cray cray. And my husband actually came down with a friend of ours, and they both sat up at the bar. You know, we have like that bar that looks out, and they both just sat there like shaking their heads at me like. Okie dokie, you know, so it was crazy. So I think I'll, I'll share one story with you before we go. When I opened my restaurant in Chicago, um, for those who don't know me, the first day we opened, it was a very similar story. There was a line out the door, and I ended up finishing the day in the walk-in freezer with my wife crying. Because yeah. we were like, what did we do? This See? is this is the story of our lives for the next however many years. Restaurants can make you cry. It's but they're like... but they're wonderful additions to a community. Absolutely. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything differently. I love Detroit. I obviously love Seven Greens. I've got an amazing team down here. So a shout out to them because they, you know, kick butt every day for me. So, yeah, I mean, I just hope that the brand can grow and we can do fun things and continue to feed people healthy, amazing, tasty food. Well, on behalf of a happy consumer and a, you know, supporter of your business, thank you so much for everything you're doing for Detroit, for your business, for the consumers who are down here. You know, you were a pioneer and will continue to be, and hopefully other people out there listening, create businesses and do similar stuff in Detroit because what you're doing is really amazing. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, guys. For more information on Seven Greens, check them out at sevengreens.com backslash Detroit or follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. They're located right in the Z-Lot at 1222 Library Street, right downtown in Detroit, Michigan. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of the EXP DET podcast. Please make sure to write us a review and provide us with some comments and feedback. If you're more interested in reading about what other amazing Detroit changemakers are doing, check us out at expdet.com, or you can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook. 